just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast, and we have one of those special podcasts today. We have a listener podcast. I know all of you love the listener podcast. I do, too, because the listeners offer such great insight. But more importantly, I only now have to do half the fucking work because <laughs> I've got a listener to take up, pick up the slack. Anyway, uh, this uh, this show, it is Emmy. Uh, she is a woman from Ohio, correct? Yep. Well, and, originally New York, but yes, Ohio for many years. Okay. You, you, were, you were from New York. I kind of got that from your accent that you had a little New York edge to you. That was like a hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah, but I live in Minnesota. Anybody with the slightest accent sticks out, you know? Okay. Um, but you and I have something in common. You are a retired teacher of 32 years. Yes. And I happen to be married to a retired teacher of 32 years. <laughs> I know what it's like living with a woman who taught for 32 years. Not easy, is it? No, it's not easy. <laughs> my wife was a fourth grade teacher, and I spent most of my life being treated like a fourth grader. <laughs> and that sucked some days. Some days it was appropriate, but other days it sucked. Right. <laughs> well, Emmy, uh, we're here to talk about some of the news at hand. And, and, and you brought up something before we went on here that I, I'm glad you brought up because there's a lot of confusion about it. There's confusion in me about it. Uh, we're hearing a lot of people talking about sedition and treason and what's going on. And I don't think anybody really knows the true definitions of those things and how that can be attributed to what's going on today. And you maybe maybe the teacher and you can clarify that for us. Okay, I'd love to. Um, this drives me crazy when they talk about what's going on and the fact that Trump has stolen and he has stolen documents from our government that belong to us, not to him. Okay, there's no question that's black and white. And they, when they talk about it and they talk about January 6th and they call it sedition. And really the proper term for it is treason. This is outright treason, and treason is committed by traitors. And this is what the people I feel that were involved in January 6th, what Donald Trump and his people that follow him are traitors, and you need to deal with it in that respect. It's not, people don't understand. This is serious business. This is the life of our country that's at stake here. And so let's call it treason. He's committed treason. And you, let's you, go on from there. You're a teacher. So in terms of, you know, whenever I've heard somebody use the word treason, uh, there's always some clown in the audience that will come along and say, you're not using that right. It's only used for war. It's <laughs> sedition. You don't know what you're talking about. And, and, and frankly, I've always seen it as a way to try to confuse the issue like like Republicans do, they nitpick some little thing and they pull it out of nowhere and they don't know what they're talking about. Correct. It's it's not it has nothing to do with war. Most of the treason that's been committed against this country has been committed by people who were committing 
not sedition, but treason. They were doing something and stealing things and giving it to other powers that be or whoever, whatever their their decision was, whether who they gave it to, but it didn't matter. The point was they were stealing documents and important things from our country and giving it to a foreign body. And that's treason. What do you and see I, the difference between treason and sedition? Because I honestly don't know. It's just a finite thing. People that, you know, want to sound like they know what they're talking about or confuse other people will call it sedition. So it's essentially the same? Um, Essentially, it's the same. But really, it's like black and white. Let's call it what it is. I think that there's so many things that the Republicans do by calling things other names to confuse people that really don't understand that that what it truly is they're talking about. Well, I think, you know, I, I think this is something we see a lot with the Constitution and the Bible, for that matter, uh, people picking and choosing little teeny things and then perverting that definition and then weaponizing it to push along their agenda. And that's exactly what they're doing with the Constitution, too. Absolutely. I mean, the Constitution, I always thought of when I taught the Constitution and American history and government, um, it's really a living document. They built into it amendments, and the amendments are so that you can change things as, as things change and and become different than it was in 1776 and 1783. The bottom line is, Okay, um, we can talk about like the Second Amendment. The Republicans love to talk about the Second Amendment. Everybody should have a gun and they can use it to protect themselves. But that's not what it was. When we became a country and we won that Revolutionary War and Washington ran it and they decided what they were going to call him and and they decided he was going to be a president, not a king, because we were not happy under the king of right. England. Um, he said, I'm disbanding the army. And so therefore, the what was what was the Revolutionary Army? It was malicious from the 13 colonies that became the 13 states. But the rule was that when he said we're disbanding it, you are only allowed to have one weapon, a musket. And at the end of that musket, it's like that sword, you know, so you could kill someone with a sword or with a metal ball. How many people can you kill with a metal ball? And he also said, we can't we can't use this to protect our families or our homes. This is for one reason. This is if a foreign country comes in and invades our country now, United States, okay, we can get together and we don't have militias so everybody with a musket can go out and protect the country until we can set up an army. That's it. You want to have a musket? I don't care. Have a musket, kill as many people as you can with a metal ball, but it has nothing to do with everyone being armed. That is only the greed and avarice that we deal with in this country because the NRA buys so many people in Washington and so many people have made billions of dollars off of them. Well, you know, the thing is, is, is the the Republicans always seem to disregard that one uh, those two words that I think are very important in that Second Amendment, and it's well 
actually three words, well-regulated militia. Now, well-regulated militia would tend to disagree with everyone has a gun. It has to be some kind of organized gun. I, I got I to gotta tell you, uh, I mean, what you just said there was very insightful. And we're lucky that we're amongst friendly territory here. <laughs> if we weren't on the Rational Boomer podcast, there would be people calling your ass weapon. out telling you you're crazy. Right. No kidding. I'd have to worry about weapons of mass destruction like they all think they have, especially in Ohio, our wonderful governor. Okay, DeWine. He was so fast to sign everything. Oh, everyone can have a gun and can they don't have to be licensed and they don't have to do anything. Let's all go out on the streets. And then people say, why are there still mass killings? We just passed a law to moderate the gun. No, we didn't. We didn't do anything that was going to change anything. Look at Australia. Look at the countries that have had uh, problems with mass killings. One. And then the head of the country said, no, this is it. No more guns. We're buying them back. We're doing whatever we have to. And they haven't had a mass killing since. Well, and the thing about it is, it's one thing. Everybody can have guns if they know how to behave with them. But once you don't know how to behave with them, What's wrong with taking away from them? Uh, You know, forcing people not to have guns because they're fucking crazy. Do you need a a weapon of of those, these major weapons of war to go out? People that want to shoot. Okay, I I don't buy that. But if you want to hunt during hunting season, whatever, uh, I got to be honest, it makes me nauseous. But if you want to do it, okay, um, take a little rifle. Don't take a weapon of mass destruction that was made for war time. Why do they need anything else? Well, I think that uh, I think that NRA doctors prescribe AR-15s to uh, to uh, uh, for those men that have small penises. That's their uh, medication. Absolutely. That's what it seems like. Yes, it used to say like, look at somebody's fingers, and if they have little fingers, they have a little dick. But hey. No. I got I little. Think... I got little hands. I'm sorry. That's all I'm right. I'm really sorry, Mike. That's all right. I'm. 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 Uh, I'm 62, so my virile <laughs> peak is beyond me. Okay, I'll check with your wife on that one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so we've got. I mean, when I was on the last it was either the last podcast or the podcast before, I said when we look back on this. This situation with Donald Trump and the documents and all that's gone on around it will be seen as the greatest um, national tragedy when it comes to um, national security that this country's ever seen. And by a lot, you know, taking the documents, exposing the documents to certain people, having documents from other country, stealing them. Yeah, not just taking them, stealing them. And and, and what is the th- the thing that is killing, going to kill the Republicans? And I can't believe they can't see this. Is to support them and to apologize for what he did. And the fact of the matter is, that's not going to age well. When things settle down, Donald Trump's in jail or wherever the hell he is, and people get to sit back and look at it, they're going to say, "What the fuck are the Republicans thinking?" Well, it's money. It, you know, they always say, follow the cash. The, the thing of it is, when you think about 
you know, we teach in history, Benedict Arnold, you know, he was one of the first big, you know, what criminals and, and someone that committed treason. He's Mickey Mouse compared yeah. to Donald Trump and the Republicans. Oh, my God. I, he could be my best friend compared to what the damage this man has done. Yeah, you know, it, it, when we look back, we'll find out that the greatest danger against the freedom and the security of this country is going to be the Republican Party as a whole. You know, people say people will say to me, uh, well, not all Republicans are crazy like uh, Donald Trump. I go, it doesn't matter. As long as they support Donald Trump, they're just as culpable. They're just as guilty. You're right. I mean, look back into history. Who was Donald Trump's greatest accolade that he wanted to follow? Hitler, Adolf Hitler. He loves these people. He slept with his book by his bedside. Right. I mean, probably the only book Donald Trump ever read. Um, this is what he thought. But if you look back to Germany... In 1929 and 1930, all the people that weren't involved let it go. They followed. And, and I really, truly believe that anyone that can get to the masses and can speak in front of them like a Hitler and like a Trump and swear and, and say all these things like grab them by the pussies, all these idiots. Yes, we'll follow you wherever you go. It doesn't matter. And this is what we have here. We're on a precipice of being done as yeah. far as I'm concerned. And and I hope enough people recognize we're losing all our freedoms. And people, people, you know, people hear that and they look at it as just rhetoric and just uh, hyperbole that people in politics do. If you don't vote, we're we're done as a democracy. But the fact of the matter is, is we will be done. We will be done in terms mm -hmm. of a democracy. Not that we couldn't come back from it ultimately, but the point is, is we want to be better Americans from now on. Instead of fixing tragedies, how about trying to avoid a tragedy by just not being put in a situation like that? I'm, I'm convinced that Donald Trump and the Hitlers and people like this, this is about terribly insecure people leading terribly insecure people these guys are rampant about their 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 white supremacy yes. anti-semitism yes. uh misogyny and this ranting and raving uh, not because they're strong but because they are scared to death and they are insecure and they're using this as a cover and unfortunately we have a lot of other people in that same realm who right. see themselves as lesser than and then they see somebody fighting their fight and they go yeah i'm going to get behind them right this is exciting this is loud this is marching and getting to wear a uniform like the hitler's youth i mean so many people i mean it's it's like cults you know, it is a cult, Absolutely. and it is a cult. That's Definition the, of you're right. That's what it is. But but what scares me the most is that they come up with these insane conspiracy theories. I mean, people that think if you get a vaccination, what it's going to do is they're going to implant something so they know what you. You think somebody out in Iowa, it, the government cares about what you're thinking? I mean, come on, let's be serious here. Well, yeah, you, you know, and it, and it's funny. These people refuse to be informed by any place other than the sources that they uh, that they trust, which they shouldn't because they're not 
solid sources, the Foxes, the OAN. They're entertainment. They're They're certified under entertainment. They're not even that. They're just, but, you know, I I, I talked to somebody recently and they were talking about the gas prices and how bad the gas prices are. And I said, well, they are coming down. He said, I know. I just wish they'd not mess around with the pipeline and and get the gas prices up. I said, "What, what do you mean? And and I said, are you talking about the Keystone Pipeline? And they didn't yeah. even know the name of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they shut down that pipeline. I said, you don't understand. They never shut down the pipeline. They were building an expansion to the pipeline, and it wasn't even close to being built. All they did is stop building that pipeline. So it shouldn't affect gas prices at all. And And, and he looks at me and he goes, well, they shouldn't mess with it. I said, I just told you it had no impact on mm-hmm. gas prices. And they don't want to hear it. They're either too stupid or too convoluted or too, I don't know. You know, they're listening to these sources and they believe anything they hear and they only listen to the headlines. So these people are incredibly stupid. The amazing thing to me is I've had a really hard time dealing with people that, that follow this trend, these and I call them like the mass of America that are a minus 12 IQ. I right. mean, they just don't think rationally. They believe in the conspiracy theories. Like when um, they thought the pizza restaurant <laughs> was yeah. taken over by pedophiles and it was, it was Hillary Clinton that was involved. It's stuff that doesn't make sense, but Here's here's what the real reason is. My dad always said, my father, who died um, nine years ago, was wonderful and brilliant. And he always said the l- biggest problem in this country is greed. Oh, okay? absolutely. And, and power mongers. And if you think about, if you go back to the Koch brothers, and there's only one brother left now. I wish they had all been killed years ago. I Um, I do too. You know, what they wanted to do, okay? What their whole thing was, is to set up a country. They set up the Federalist Society. And here's what the the major goal was. The major goal was really to get rid of a middle class because a middle class you usually think of in terms of people who are willing to think about new ideas and and they're bright enough not to believe some of this crap and they wanted workers they wanted lower class and they wanted the upper class and this is who they're like-minded people okay the major corporations this is exactly what they wanted. And they got a tool like Trump. Look at the three people that he put on the Supreme Court. Right. I don't think any of them had ever tried a case in court. They certainly weren't qualified. You know what I don't understand about that, Emmy, though, is, is, is and I've heard that before, that they want a working class or a, a slave class and the rich class. But let's be honest, the the the, the uh, 1% of the rich folks, they feed off the middle class. I mean, they feed off the backs of the work and the money of the middle class. That's where they get a lot of their money from the taxes and stuff out of the middle class. Right, right. And, and if they go the way that you suggest, I see that, and I made this comparison before, and I'll do it again because I'm repetitive, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, um, it's kind of like like having a dog, and you put down food for the dog, and he'll eat it. And then as soon as he gets done, whether he's full or not, you put the food down again, and he'll eat it. 
eventually that dog will explode because he'll eat himself to death. And <laughs> that's my dog. Okay. And, and, and that's what I'm looking at at the rich. You know, they keep chipping away at the middle class. When the middle class is gone, then what? Now it's going well, to affect them. Yes, that's the point. Then what? Then they'll have nothing. Right. And they'll destroy the country, destroy the economy, destroy the middle class. And uh, I said to the, this to my son, uh, a line that I use a lot. Once it's all done and they've destroyed anything, they'll be standing there with their mouth agape and their least impressive appendage in their hand. Right. Correct. And, it, and, it, and it'll be a fucking mess. So I don't I don't see how they don't have the foresight to see that they're destroying themselves while they're trying to destroy the middle class. Because they're narcissistic, I think. They're so narcissistic that they think their way is the way, and they've gotten away with it. I mean, really, there's always been people that lied and and power mongers in government. We've always had that. That's nothing new. But it's a matter of degrees. We've never had that I know of a situation where there were so many criminals Right. In charge of everything in charge. Of, and it, and it's all the greed and the avarice because they're getting money from all the special interest groups. Look at it now. Look at it. no country has a health system like we do. No, no. And and, and that is frustrating. And I, I, I fault the medical industry because they got greedy and they're charging ridiculous prices for right. things. They're and for that, profit. And then, and then the insurance company came in and said, "Hey, I can make money being the middleman." Exactly. And, and 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 through it all, they are raping the general public of something that should be a right. Uh, and 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 since all these other countries have given it as a right, it right. seems kind of strange that we're right and the rest of the world is wrong. Well, that just can't be. No, it can't be. But explain something to me. I don't understand. Um, a couple of years ago, I had surgery and when I got the bill, okay, there was a separate charge for the hospital room. Really? And, and I said to my doctor, I said, all right, I understand all these other humongous charges for slippers and this and that. I said, but why for the hospital room? Did I have a choice? Could you have done my hysterectomy in the parking lot? Yeah. I said, and then not charge me. You could have gone in my parking space and done the same thing. I said, this makes no sense to me. And the people. I bet they loved hearing that from you, too, because you don't sound like somebody that's going to give up. (laughs) No, unfortunately, that if you ask my husband, that may be my major problem. (laughs) Um, I don't understand the people that follow Trump and these other Republicans they're losing their most of them are have no money because of medical bills i mean you hear these horrific stories about people that have lost everything because of medical bills don't they understand that this is coming from the republicans really if you trace it back that is the thing i don't understand the thing that confuses me the most the people that i meet I mean, if you're a rich guy and you like Donald Trump and the Republicans, I th- still it's think you're an idiot. for you. I, can, yeah. I get it. But I, I know the Me most too. of the people I know that are trump are people at middle class or below. Right. They just exactly. love the rhetoric and the ideology. They're not even considering how it's impacting them financially. Apparently, it doesn't matter to them. 
Right. It doesn't matter. Or they just, they don't think. They don't think until it's too late for them and they're living in a box. Then they think, how did I get here? Well, you got here by following these, these disgusting, selfish, narcissistic, evil people. And this is what we have. They're liars. Um, the Republicans are despicable. 99.9% of them. How did they ever? And, there's no guilt. No. They're, they're, well, you know, it, it's all about doubling down and proving that they're right. Uh, there's there's a couple of things I've, I've learned as I've grown older. First of all, the realization when I came of age and became an adult, um, you know, when I was a kid, there were always those kids that were stupid, the troublemakers, right. problems. And, and, and I assumed when I was young that when you became an adult, somehow – uh, maturity and intelligence was bestowed upon you by virtue of you becoming an adult. But then right. when I become an adult, I see these same people, and guess what? They're still fucking dumbasses. They're mm-hmm. still stupid mm-hmm. fucking people. They have learned nothing at all. And so, you know, this is this is what we're dealing with. And then, uh, you know, these people are so insecure about how stupid they are, and they probably have every right to be, uh, that they have to mask it. And, you know, they hear these lies and they double down. But there's one thing I learned. Somebody asked me, he said, what do you think the greatest thing you can learn to have success? Now, I'm not any great success, but I've gotten this far and I've lived. And I think the one thing that people need to grasp and the Republicans don't grasp is that at some point in your life, you could be wrong. You could be wrong. And if you are wrong, it 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 behooves you to step back and say, okay, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I need to take another way. But instead, Republicans and people of their ilk say, they might say, I'm wrong, but I can't be wrong because it's me and I said it, so I'm just going to keep pushing forward. And what that does is set them up for failure. They're not smart enough to know that if I don't acknowledge I'm wrong, I'm fucking myself over as well as the rest of the country. Absolutely. This makes me think about, well, I have two, we have two daughters. Okay. Okay. Um, and I remember I always thought growing up when I was going to be a mom that I was never going to just say, you need to do this because I said so. It yeah. was just, I was going to explain it. Okay. I was going to explain everything. And I was always going to admit when I was wrong because everybody can be wrong and you have to learn that early. And my older daughter, Ashley, who I think was born speaking and didn't start walking, like not furniture walking until 18 months, uh, she would say, take me over there like a little munchkin. I mean, it was ridiculous. Well, anyway, she wanted to do something. I said, no, uh -uh." you know, I said, "You, you can't do it. And she said, well, why? And it was not a good day for me, you know? And I thought, I don't have to explain to this two and a half year old kid, everything. Yeah. I said, because I said so. And I'm your mom. She said, you can't do that. I said, I just did it. <laughs> and I thought, okay, so like, that's great to do all this, but you, but I guess the answer is to the medium to do, to look at what you're doing and go halfway and think about what you're doing and and the things that are important and make decisions. But these people aren't that self-aware. 
You know, they keep doing the same thing over and over and right. over and, and failing. That's, that's why, you know, when, when I hear somebody saying, well, I'm just struggling, I, I can't get out of it, and uh, I'm just stuck here for the rest of my life, so I'm just giving up. And those people will stay there because they stick with the same thing. They make this. I mean, once you realize something is wrong or a mistake, why would you not change it? But so many people just continue doing it. Right. You're right. And it's, and it's, it's so sad. And I think that, well, I think everything pretty much is hereditary. So I think that that's part of the problem and the schools are part of the problem. And, and just, it's the value systems. We've lost the values. Well, you mentioned the school system and you're a former teacher. My wife's a former teacher and my wife is kind of battling with something. Uh, she retired teaching. She was a good teacher. She was probably similar to you. You're tough, but people, the kids liked you and trusted you because you were tough. Um, and so she substitute taught for a little while. And then she went through that that homeschooling stuff with the pandemic. And, and she didn't like that because she's not as technically inclined. And now she's looking at going back and subbing some more. And let's be honest, subbing is little more than than, than babysitting. babysitting right uh, but now she's getting this this anxiety just thinking about going back and doing it because the what schools have become are a losing proposition for this country for the kids trying to learn things it's not being run by teachers it's not being run by the administration it's being run by parents who pressure the administration who then doesn't support don't support the 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 teachers so we've got the inmates running the asylum right and it's not working well no and and our whole society is suffering because of that but if you think about i mean in my 33 years of teaching i taught every grade from kindergarten through graduate school my favorite grades to teach were kindergarten and graduate school which tells you something about me yeah um but anyway my last 15 years was in special education. And I realized something. I realized that most of the, when I think about the administrators and when I went into getting my, my master's and everything else, I didn't want to go into administration because in all these years, I had three good administrators who had been teachers right. who were bright. Most of them, or just pencil pushers and they like going to meetings and it was the power thing. They knew nothing about what education teachers are born. They're not taught as much. You need to have the education, but it's your personality, but there's no respect. There's never been. And I think maybe part of it came from look back to the original teachers. Who were they? They had to be women. Right. And they had to be single. Right. Now, can you imagine so they had to be virgins. Oh, my God. You know, if there was a teacher who had sex, oh, God, what this world is coming. How could to. she possibly teach somebody if she's actually right done what normal human beings do? They've got to be above it all. Well, that's it. I mean, you, you I was thinking yesterday about, you know, the death of the queen. Yeah. Um, my husband always says, how about that queen, you know? And I respected her for a lot of things and some things not so much, but she was really remarkable. And I thought to myself, she is revered throughout her country, okay? And she did some really wonderful things and very, very bright. 
but who do we respect in this country? And I thought it's not teachers. No. Okay. We respect football players and basketball players and, and the Kardashians. I mean, these are the people, sorry, Kardashians. These are Americans put on pedestals. Why? You know, have they cured cancer? Have they committed wonderful things in the, you know, for people, for civilization? Have they made a difference? Did they teach someone? No, it's the values in this country that, that from the inception has sort of become even more screwed as we've gone along. Well, the people are in love with fame. And, and, and as I've said before, um, we don't have journalism anymore. We have basically every every news source is more tabloid oriented. It's like right. it's like uh what was that show we had in the seventies? Um yeah, it's like every newscast is current event. Remember that exactly. show? Well it was yes, all just tabloid bullshit. Events. Right. You know, in fact, who who started out on current affair? I, Bill O'Reilly. Bill right. O'Reilly was Right. He was right. That fucker was poisoning us in the seventies. And people jumped on the bandwagon. It was like when they started the shows that were reality shows. They weren't reality. No. They were all primed shows that these people, and people believe it. All they did is they go out and sought out people that were stupid, crazy, or behaved badly. Right. Put them on TV. And give them a lot of money. And give them a lot of money and keep it sensational. And all they basically did on television during the reality years is basically televise a train wreck or a car wreck so people would crowd around and watch. Clickbait, eventually. Yes, actually. That's, that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's still there today. And now they've gotten into, oh, my God, medical shows like like pimple poppers. Who's God. watching that? Every time Why I do say- you want to see someone's... Every, every time I, out every time i watch i i see that come up i go oh no 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 no! i can't i can't fucking watch that i got it's better crazy. things and it's just <laughs> fucking weird <laughs> it's it, disgusting it is disgusting i, I mean, mean we're, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back <laughs> and talk further uh, i'm looking forward to it let's take a quick break we'll okay. be right back okay all right, I'm going to run to the bathroom and then we'll start up. I'm thinking okay. we could I'll talk drink about my coffee. <laughs> some of the things we could do is we could talk about uh, the overturning of this 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 um, Roe versus Wade. Well, Roe, we could talk about Roe versus Wade. I'm talking about uh, the uh, the appealing of this judge's decision because that was just crazy. And Jeez. maybe Steve okay. Bannon, and maybe Steve Bannon. Oh, Steve Bannon, who one of my favorite topics. Okay, good. I'll be right back. Okay. We are back and we're talking to Emmy on the Rational Boomer podcast. And uh, there's a bunch of things I want to bring up in this segment, but we were talking off the air, as it were, uh, about uh, some of the news sources in the media, some of the cable channels. And you brought up CNN and you noticed a change in CNN. And I've noticed the same change. And I am, I'm afraid that CNN is, is maybe a lost cause because they have changed. They're owned by, you know, some Trump humping Republican mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And then they hired this, what's his name? Jeremy Licht. Um, uh, it's Licht. Chris Licht. Chris Licht. Who, who gives a fuck? Anyway, right. um, now, now you mentioned 
that she thought he was conservative, and that may be the case. But the interesting thing is he was a producer for Colbert yeah, before that he came to, to CNN. Me. He got the big job, and now yes. it you, you see them shifting as well. I do too. It's it's scary to me because I I know that there's some people I really like on there, like Poppy Harlow and stuff, and I can't imagine that they will remain on that station if they truly believe what they stand for. You would hope not, but I, I I've but heard some things about Jake Tapper, who's well thought of on CNN. I don't care for him, and I I'm not a big fan either. But apparently, he's kind of gone to the dark side a little mm-hmm. bit on a few occasions, mm-hmm. and that's troubling. Yeah, I agree with you. I I'm I'm really moving away from I have moved away from CNN, and their ratings see- are taking a beating right now. Well, they're, they're going to get worse because they're going to lose their, and it's very small minded of them to think this way. But you know what? Once they go down that path, it's all over as far as I'm concerned. Well, it is. And, you know, it's a scary thing for a media outlet. Having worked in radio for a long time, I've been at radio stations who have changed formats. Now, what happens is a radio station has a format and it's maybe not getting the numbers of the audience they like. Mm-hmm. So they decide we're going to switch to something more popular. The scary thing about that, as soon as you move to something more popular, at least in your mind, is you immediately lose your base. Absolutely. So now you haven't made it better. You've made it worse. And right. you're gambling that you'll get more of a base by going this way. But if there's other competition for it, you may not get it. This is really taking a risk on their part. And, you know, it's about the ideology with Republicans and the conservatives. I just think, you know, if you're going to do that, it would have been two years ago you should have did it mm-hmm. because now the whole interest and the whole, re- whole whole perception of Republicans is going downhill. Why would you want to jump on a trend that's dying? Because they don't think. They only think money. Oh, wow. If they go down, if Fox goes down and, and you know, look. Great Britain got rid of Murdoch. He threw him out. They couldn't stay there. Of course, that made more sense than here, but here. But the point is, they're not, they're thinking with their pockets. They are thinking with their pockets, but I do think it's this cult mentality, too. You know, somebody, I I don't know the name of the guy who owns CNN right now, but he is a Trump humper. Right. Uh, And it doesn't matter because he'll go away soon enough. He'll lose his money and then he'll move on to someplace else and will have destroyed CNN in the process. I'll be honest with you, Emmy. I don't look at any news source as the gospel. I will watch MSNBC and I used to watch CNN mainly to get the news headlines. Right. Me too. And then once I have the news headlines that interest me, then I dig a little deeper. I might go to Reuters or AP or NPR or BBC or something like that. Those are the places that will give me the facts. And that's part of why, you know, I even did the Rational Boomer podcast because I see people watching the news, only hearing part of the story and believing that's the full truth. So I thought if I could get somebody to listen to the podcast where I give them a little deeper dive so they understand the truth. People always say to me, you always seem so positive. You're trying to look at the bright side. And I explain to them, 
Yeah, of course. If you're not looking for the way out or the angle or the bright side, what's the fucking point in living? Just go in the corner, curl up and suck <laughs> your thumb for Christ's sake. <laughs> but, but, or call someone with an M16 or 15, which <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah. But, but the thing about it is, is there's always more to the story and, and, and the media wants you to be upset, scared, happy, whatever. So they only give you enough to stir the shit. Right. Exactly. If you look at the whole package and understand all the facts, you understand, you know what? There is some fucking hope if only we do this or that. And that's what they should be giving us and they don't. No, they don't. It it was like when um Biden came on and really, truly, I thought this was the best speech he ever made the other night. I agree. Finally, he showed some balls. Okay. It, you need to be tough in this world. And, and, you know, I keep saying all the time, you can't deal with people that are lawless. Okay. Yeah. Like there are normal people that, that are law abiding and, and that understand the rule of law. You, you just can't. No, you, you can't. know, you just can't. But people have said to me, you know, I don't understand. How come ABC and NBC and CBS didn't carry it? And I said, well, look at who owns them. Right. I said, NBC is owned by Disney. I said, um, ABC is owned by Comcast, I think, or I could be wrong. I'm freaking I think you're right. Yeah. But, and CBS, I forgot, but they're all owned by major corporations. They're vested in Donald Trump. So they're only going to give you, as you just said, Mike, little bits and pieces. They're not going to push it over the edge and really let you know. And that's why they didn't cover it. Well, that's true. But they're also very, uh, I don't know, you know, the January 6th hearings, they all cover it then. Why? They didn't have a choice. Well, they don't have a choice, and that's red meat for them. Right. In spite of the fact they may not like what's being said, right. they know it, it turns into ratings. And, and that's it, really all they care about. That's all they care about. It's, it, 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 it's kind of frightening, and I, I'm sad that we don't have any truly journalistic news source. There isn't one out there right now. Even no. M- MSNBC no, no, there, slanted to the right or left a little bit too. So we're not getting right. just the facts. No, you, you and I are old enough to remember Walter Cronkite, Huntley and Brinkley. Yes, and, and Dan Rather and, and people that really, I mean, that actually cared enough to be honest. But, you know, Walter Cronkite probably wouldn't be a success today because he's too boring. He just gives the facts and he gives well, it straight. Uh, right. I mean, but that's what we need. And, and unfortunately, that's what we don't have here. There, have- there are some people on small scales trying to replicate that or, 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 or do that. And I just don't know if it'll work because the mindset, the paradigm in this country is so fucking perverted and so so pointed toward tabloid. I don't know if they would accept and watch something that was just straightforward. No, because they'd be bored. It's not yeah. exciting enough. I mean, it's not like it's a, we've almost become a country of warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look out the window with a, you know, a telescope yeah. and do it to our neighbors. Maybe there's something good going on over there. It, you know, when we talk about some of the bad people in this country, there are many on the Republican side that seem to just keep popping up like a, 
like a, a boil on people's body and and, right. and 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 the one human boil that we have to contend with is Steve Bannon. You mentioned that was one Ugh. of your favorite topics. <laughs> uh, so you're not weirdly attracted to Steve Bannon, are you? No, Anne? no, okay. not by any stretch of the imagination. I uh, mean, uh. Th- this guy perplexes me. He is a nobody. He got his way into the politics because he kissed Donald Trump's ass. Right. Donald Trump saw him as a loudmouth that he thought could he could work with right. and that he could generate money. So all of a sudden, now he's an advisor to the president. Right. But he shouldn't have been an advisor to fucking anybody. No one. You're right. I mean, it, the thing is, but he keeps popping up, you know, for a while it was, it was a little quiet. And then, then, oh my God, the pop-up and January 6th. And he got to be in the special meeting, planning everything. God, he really thought he was terrific. And he thought he was like Teflon, like his buddy. Well, and, and, and and I think, I think the country, and the, the citizens of this country are learning a lesson now. You remember when he was tried in federal court for this very same crime mm-hmm. of grifting right. Donald Trump's own supporters, which was right. the ironic thing. Steve Bannon stole from Donald Trump's supporters, but still Donald Trump pardoned him because it exactly. wasn't about the supporters. It was about his buddies and about himself. That's right. And he felt that he could use them again, which he did. And naturally, a lot of people said, oh, see, Donald Trump wins again. Somebody gets away with it. And I always said, uh, it's not over yet because now he can be tried by the state. And we know he was just indicted by New York and hauled in, made a perp right. walk and all this stuff. And, and Georgia. So, uh, yeah. Well, well, the other thing people have to remember about Steve Bannon, he's already been convicted of uh, contempt of Congress. Two counts. He's just awaiting sentencing on that, and that could be up to two years. So while he's waiting that, now he's going on trial for for uh, fraud, money laundering, and that sort of thing. And that's five to 15 years. So he's got right. some big problems either way. But what I loved about him is he said, this is all phony. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. I mean, you were actually convicted in federal court. Yes, you right. got a pardon, but right. you were convicted. I don't know if phony is really the word. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. It, it, he was shocked that he was shackled and brought to court. Yeah. How could this happen to me? Well, you should probably get used to it because I think it's going to happen again. I hope it happens to all of them. I mean, that you know what? What did I read? I don't know if it was on Facebook or something, but they said um, it was like the people are saying, Oh, an ex-president should never, you know, you don't want to set a thing where they're going to go to prison for committing a crime. And they said, it's just like Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, well, we shouldn't punish Jeffrey Dahmer just because he was hungry. I mean, (laughs) it's the same thing. Well, it is. Damn straight. They all need to be in federal prison or dead. As far as I'm concerned, every one of them that took people through the through the Capitol the days before January 6th. All of these disgusting Republicans. It's enough. We don't need to pander to them and stop pandering. Every single one of those federal judges that he Trump appointed, 
even some of them, surprisingly enough, when he went to each one to say, oh, I won the election and come out for me, they didn't. Amazing, huh? Well, it's amazing, but, you know, it, it's good for them. They did what they had to do to get the lifetime job. But once they have the job, they re- realized it's lifetime. So maybe I can do the right thing, even if it pisses off Donald Trump, because Donald Trump can't do shit to me other than sick his his people on him um, or them. Uh, the one thing, you know, the best quote of somebody talking about Donald Trump and whether he should be punished or not, that quote came from William Barr. And he uh-huh. said something, he said something I've said all along is that people are saying, well, if you're going to indict a president, that's unprecedented. That poses some problems. <laughs> and somebody asked William Barr of that. He says, yes, that's unprecedented, but so is right. mounting a coup and, and stealing documents. These are desperate times and they call for desperate measures. It's real easy to go back in history and say, well, we would have never done that or the Republicans will mid, 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 or win the midterms based on history or we won't do this to a politician based on history. But what we're looking at right now is nothing we've ever seen by a long shot ever, in history. Ever, so ever. we need to change it up and react accordingly. I, But how shocking was it I thought when he said that, that there would ever be anything that would come out of his corrupt mouth that I would agree with. Yeah. Well, you know what William Barr is doing now. William Barr is trying to rehabilitate himself. Right. He's a lawyer. He has been an attorney general twice. And he was corrupt and criminal while he was working for Donald Trump. Absolutely. I think he sees himself maybe on the line for a possible uh, indictment down the road because... I would hope so. He deserves one. Yeah, he absolutely... Absolutely does. does. You know, and and I think, uh, you know, when Steve Bannon gets treated the way he did, Peter Navarro getting treated Mm -hmm. the way he did, uh, as much as we all want to see Donald Trump go down and he will go down for this. There's just no question about it. You can't let him go on this. Absolutely. Um, there are going to be a vast number of Republicans and people around Donald Trump that will also get indictments. I mean, he didn't move those boxes on his own. He didn't pack those boxes on his own. Absolutely. And anybody that touched them or saw them, Is they're in fucking deep trouble. And right. then when we're talking about the January 6th committee, the insurrection, there are sitting members of Congress, people in the White House. We haven't got to them yet. <laughs> there were a lot of indictments when Richard Nixon got caught. Mm-hmm. This is going to be like nothing we've seen before. There are going to be tons of people indicted. But don't you think it should be done before the next, you know, election? Um, before yeah. November? Yeah, Get I mean, out. I mean, in a perfect world, that would be true. And if if that was the one thing that was going to save the election, yeah, I get that. I think the trend, though, now, by just exposing the information, by exposing the evidence, that's going to do the trick for the midterms. Um, so. You know, they, they go through this process because they want to be careful. And I understand that, you know, Merrick Garland is meticulous and methodical. Right. Um, so if it takes beyond the election, whatever, as long as the election goes the right way. But imagine this. If the midterms go as I expect, the House and the Senate are kept by the Democrats, and they might even build bigger margins. Hopefully, there. hopefully it's more than 50%. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think it's hopefully. going to be. I think I think they might get 53 
people in the Senate, which would take that would make the difference. It would take Mansion out of the equation and, and cinema and cinema. But but the point is 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 that if these indictments and all these trials come after the Democrats win in the midterms, all bets are off. Anything can be fucking done. The power is there in the Democrats to pass whatever they want and go after whoever they want. And it could be even uglier after the election as opposed to prior to. Because you're you're thinking, well, we want to help us win the election. I don't know that we need that right yet because there's enough evidence coming out and they're losing so much uh, uh, support. It may not matter. But what about the individual states and these people that are running for secretary of states that control the elections? And we still need to get rid of the electoral college. What about those people if they get put in? I mean, you look at just look at Ohio, our general assembly. It's so corrupt. The Republicans have run the roost forever. Okay, and gerrymandered the state. And finally. The Democrats got enough balls to send it up, and it went up to the Supreme Court of Ohio. And four times they said they sent it back to the to the General Assembly to redraw the map. And four times they did, and four times it was sent back, or three times. And then the fourth time, guess what the Supreme Court did? They just gave up. Yeah. Explain that to me. How is that even friggin' possible? Yeah, the the gerrymandering and this kind of stuff is certainly troubling. But like I say, the midterms will fix a lot of ills. Like, for example, we're talking about overturning Roe v. Wade. That's right. a mess. People are upset. Oh, my God, we've had this for 50 years. It's overturned. All right, Amy, I wanted to talk about uh, this whole thing with this judge uh, who seems to think they need a special Special master for yeah. these documents that Donald Trump stole. And right. a lot of people are taken aback by this and think it's absolutely ridiculous. I'm guessing you're kind of in that same vein. I'm in it. It it doesn't make sense. And What do you think about what the DOJ did, Merrick Garland, when they sent her a note basically calling her out and giving her a way out from looking stupid? I First of all... What oh wait, we lo- I didn't do anything. It just went off, right? No, it doesn't just go off. I hear you fine. Hold on. Oh, but I okay, but just, I can't see you. Is it okay then? You don't have to see me as long as we can hear each other. Here, here you oh, go. Okay, it's just the bottom here, Luke. That's all. I don't know what you, okay. the bottom icon. Got if it, it. Goes like that. It goes. There back are a down. lot of icons, right? Well, all right. right. Okay. Let's, um, let, let, let's start back at the top here. Okay, uh, that'll be easier. Okay. All right, Amy, we have this situation uh, with a judge, a Trump appointed judge, insisting on the DOJ have a special master to go through the documents that Donald Trump fucking stole, which seems ridiculous. And it sounds like the DOJ thinks it's ridiculous, too, that uh, she's suggesting that. Now, the DOJ is looking to possibly appeal it, but they said, or we could do this. We could just take out the classified stuff that no way could be owned by Donald Trump. It sounds like they're trying to give this stupid ass judge a way out. I agree. Will she take, will she take it though? Um, it depends. 
how much she is beholden to Trump and if she's afraid of him. It sounds like she's not overly bright because from what I heard when they were talking about the whole situation and some of the really well-known attorneys and, and not just criminal attorneys, but people that had worked with the various agencies, um, they said what she wrote made no sense. I mean, it absolutely, the whole thing made no sense. It was ludicrous. So I don't, I don't know how bright she is. I don't know. You know, it's hard to figure what these people are going to do. I mean, you would think that she would jump at that to save her position if she could. I mean, she's already thought of as a moron. Um, She's trying to protect something that's been stolen. That's a danger to our whole entire national security. And she wants a special master that they didn't even ask for in the beginning. I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. Well, I like what Merrick Garland and the DOJ did, and hopefully she's sharp enough to catch it. They basically said every day we're not working on this causes irreparable harm to this country. Now it's on you. They didn't say that directly, but that's what they were saying. That's what they said. It's on you. Is she bright enough to grasp this? You know, again, these judges didn't have to have any qualifications other than loving Donald Trump. And we've got him on the fucking Supreme Court, for God's sake. Right. Um, But this woman, will she be bright? I think she will. I think somebody will advise her that (laughs) this isn't going to go well for you if you continue with this. I hope so. I hope you're right. I don't have a lot of faith in the fact that she's bright enough to do understand. I mean, just from the way it was written, who would ever do this that had a brain? Well, and she doesn't want this appealed to a higher court. Then it does make her look stupid. So they're giving her an out and say, we'll appeal this unless you just, you don't have to give us everything. Just give us this one thing so we continue the investigation and save the fucking country. Um, She'd be dumb not to take it. But like you say, we don't know about these people. These aren't the best and the brightest. No, they're not. Donald Trump may hire the best, but not the best and the brightest. Clearly, we've seen. Certainly not as far as the attorneys go. I mean, most of them seem like they're in a rowboat with one paddle. Well, that's the interesting thing, you know, with these attorneys that he hires. Now, let's look at who he hires. His lead attorney, one of his lead attorneys, last job was at Newsmax or OAN as a talking head. Yes, she has a law degree, but she was on TV. If she would have been a good lawyer, she'd been fucking lawyering. And, and being Trump in court, sees, right. And her qualifications are she's on TV, she supports Donald Trump, and she happens to be cute. Right, that's and all, that's the biggest thing he's looking for. Well, and, and that's not going to save him. I mean, Mm-mm. he's in deep trouble as it is, but if you have shitty attorneys on top of it, you're fucked. Nothing is going to save him. You know how he didn't, they didn't even know about the special master. I remember listening to some attorney that was a Republican attorney and had done some work for him in the past, but said that, did you hear it? He was on CNN and he said, well, he was too busy now with too many other clients to take this. Did you see that guy? I forgot his name. Oh, and yeah, I he, did. I don't know who he is either, but yeah, I know what you're saying. And and what he said was, he said, but if he had taken the case, he would have he would have asked for a special master. That's where they heard about it from this it, this lawyer on CNN. 
Well, and the thing about it is, is that that's how Donald Trump has run his whole administration. I mean, as much as it sounds crazy, some of his closest advisors were Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson. Sean Hannity, we know he had a line directly to Mark Meadows, even during the insurrection. So Donald Trump sees something on TV, he tweets about it, and then he says, okay, we're going to do it now. And that's that's how infantile. Yes, advisors, Jim Jordan, that idiot who from Ohio, the Congress. Yeah, that was running that when he was an assistant um, wrestling coach at Ohio State, he allowed his boys to be uh, socially abused, sexually abused and did nothing about it to protect them. Okay, this is this is an advisor to the president direct line, even on the day of January 6th. I don't know how Jim Jordan gets elected in a state, any state, let alone Ohio. I mean, this guy has never presented a bill or passed a bill. He's never done anything but been a shit stir. And he's not very That's good. All he is. Because you have to think about what you're dealing with with Southern Ohio, unfortunately. Southern Ohio, um, for the most part, they're just, they're Trumpers and they're Foxers. And they really, they just, oh, okay, we're going to vote for a Republican because we always did before. I think that's what what people are confused by. And I was confused by, you think Illinois, you think Indiana, you think Ohio, you think the Midwest. But when you go to the southern parts of those states, it's the south for redneck. It is the fucking south. When you live in Cincinnati, they call them briars, which is southerners. And this is what you've got. This is exactly what you've got. And unfortunately, they're the ones suffering the most from the Republicans. And they they just say, give us more. Give us more pain and suffering. Whip me me some more, boy. Because we're going to vote for our boy. Even the women, we love our Trump. You know, that's the thing. We talked about Roe v. Wade. Um, and, and now they're it, Republicans are finally trying to get it. They're saying, oh, this isn't a good thing for the election. Yeah, so right. we're going to back off of it. I mean, where's the foresight when you know 73% of the country supports Roe v. Wade, that you're taking a constitutional right away from 51% of this country where was the foresight to say, you know, that might be a bad move, but they didn't. <laughs> no, they didn't, because this was this was one of the leading premises of of putting these judges on the Supreme Court and telling Donald Trump who he was going to put on to federal judges in the Supreme Court. I mean, they want the women to be controlled. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and the Federal Society, this was from the very beginning. It's like I talked to some of my friends and I said, God, are we going to have to be wearing burqas soon and not be allowed to drive? I said, well, if that's the case, then I'm not going on a diet. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I've been married 39 years, Emmy, and I've learned one thing for sure. You cannot control women. As hard as you try, you cannot control women. I think they miss misjudged the power of women when they did this Roe v. Wade thing. They made a fucking horrible mistake. And some of the other things they're doing, you're going to see a backlash by women like Republicans have never seen. You're right. How dare they? You know what? They think that they can control our bodies 
yet don't tell me to wear a mask because there's a pandemic. You're violating my rights. Okay, but you can tell us what to do with our bodies, you stupid fools. Well, that's what they always said. They thought it was clever. You can't tell me what to do with my body because I don't want to wear a mask. Right, exactly. They come out and say, we're going to control what you do with your body. You know, they, they, uh, they'll fight like hell to carry AR-15s with 18-year-olds. Yes. But the yes. rights, the, the basic rights of women, they don't give a fuck about. And that's no. not going to wear well. No, and they the never women have. vote now. <laughs> yeah, and this is beyond the pale. Look, how many years ago was it that we couldn't even have our own checking accounts? Like if we were married, our husbands had to take, we had to use their credit cards. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't have a credit card. Right, exactly. You couldn't buy a house. Right, couldn't do anything. And, you know, you were property of your father's and then your husband. People don't understand that in the 50s, maybe the 60s too, if you were a woman and a multimillionaire and wanted to buy a house, you couldn't get a mortgage unless some man who probably made a lot less co-signed than you, you. co right. you. It's fucking right. ridiculous. And that it's- isn't that long ago. And that's what they want. They want to go back. They want us to be in Iraq. They want us to be in Saudi Arabia without any rights because we're the biggest threat to them of anybody. I got to tell you, if 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 my wife and I are deciding to go out to dinner mm-hmm. and I pick a place she doesn't want to go <laughs> and I say, we're going anyway. That doesn't play well. You're not going. We're not Sorry, going. buddy. And even if I do push the issue, now I got hell to pay for the next week. Well, right. So it's not going to go well so. for the Republican. Well, that's that's debatable. But, <laughs> but but the point is, is they have they have wakened a monster that Absolutely. they can't control that they cannot no. control. Absolutely, no question about it. You might be able to boss, you know, these rednecks in the South. You might have women that will do what they're told. Right. But the vast majority of women in this country are going to say, fuck you. We're doing what we want to do. And even because I never could understand why women that were the mothers of daughters would have gone for Donald Trump. No, it makes no sense. No, it made absolutely no sense to me. I, I have to tell you this. I have a good friend. Um, we are totally in disagreement about everything as far as political. I mean, she does what her husband tells her and her her other relatives. And I remember when that we were talking about um, what's his, the predator on the Supreme Court. And I'm having a senior moment. Tell me his name it begins with an F. Uh, Supreme, he's on the Supreme Court? Yes. Yes. Um, is he the guy <laughs> just retired? No. The, one of the ones Trump put on before that idiot woman who never tried a case. Or okay. Never... There was Gorsuch. Not Gorsuch, the next there, one. There was Amy Berry. Bon- Berry. And that was the last one. <laughs> the middle one. Kavanaugh? Yes. I knew it was a K. Okay, okay. Kavanaugh. Okay. And she was talking about how she was so upset that that woman, that that woman who was accusing him of all kinds of things. And I said to her, I said, there's something wrong with you. I said, I know you don't have daughters, but you have a granddaughter. I said, and he's a sexual 
predator. I said, and the FBI didn't even vet him. I said, and you're saying that it's okay that if he met your granddaughter and raped her, that would be fine. I said, don't talk to me anymore. I said, I'm done. I tell you what, I have a two and a half year old granddaughter. I had two sons, so I never really worried about it. They were big guys. They weren't going to be mishandled. Uh, But I have a two and a half year old granddaughter. And if something like that should occur to my two and a half year old granddaughter, you don't need to worry about her dad or her grandpa. Grandma is going to fuck you up. Damn straight. I I don't have a never shot a gun in my life except a sleepaway camp. And it was like a, what was it? A rifle? I mean, Uh, I'm telling you, I'd get myself an AR. Is it 15? 15, yeah. (laughs) You're going to have to learn that because you're above 18 and you're perfectly legal to have it and carry it. Oh, I know. I know. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. No, I'll have a musket if I need a gun. You know, I'm convinced we'll get control on guns if we did one thing. (laughs) If if groups of people of color decided to get AR-15s and start walking around with them. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh my God. You got it. No problem then. All those guns would be bought back and you'd go to prison if you had one. And God forbid a woman have them. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) We're being stalked by the women. They're going to kill us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Amy, we've come to the end of our time and I appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk to us. I knew when I talked to you before we were on the air, I knew this was going to be a good one because you're you're kind of a personality like me. You're kind of in your face and say what you think and fuck everything else. And I like that attitude. I like that attitude. I've enjoyed it. This has been terrific. I've loved it, really. All right, Emmy. Thank you very much, uh, the folks at home. I hope you have a great day, and we will talk to you again very, very soon. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.